Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm. Well, holy shit, that was crazy. Wait for it. Thick and slick. <laughs> Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show, episode number 165 here. I'm your host, Travis. We are here in studio um, for this one here. I'm just wrapping this up here. I just got off the phone with a sponsored rider, friend of the show, Kevin Moran's here. Um, he had a wild Tuesday Atlanta 2 race, so obviously did not race uh, Atlanta 3 here, just watched the race. So we caught up with him started talking about uh, Atlanta 1, Atlanta 2, his races, how they went, and then carried over into talking about Atlanta 3 and some thoughts about the race there. Um, it was, you know, in preparing the show, and what I mean by preparing was watching the race last night, I was like, man, there's a lot to talk about. And then I started actually thinking about it, and there was not as much to talk about as I actually had anticipated. These Atlanta tracks were cool. They were interesting. They were obviously huge. However, as me and Kev get into, there really wasn't opportunities for a lot of passing. So outside of the crashes, there really was not a lot of racing action that really happened. There wasn't a bunch of huge separators. Uh, obviously, in Atlanta 3, had the big whoop section. So that kind of made for some separation. Um, but realistically, all it did was cause crashes, which is where the action happened. So... So we kind of broke down the race a little bit. We talked a lot about 250s. We talked a little bit about 450s because the 450 main was really, uh, in our eyes, uneventful outside of the whole Web Roxon thing. Um, but we did touch on some different things. And like I said, kind of caught up with him. So before we jump into all that, let's uh, let's go ahead and thank our sponsors for the show here. As always, show presented by TLR Coatings. Make sure to check them out. TLRcoatings.com, custom powder coating, custom coating. Uh, sandblasting and vapor blasting. Make sure to check them out on social media too. That's where you'll find all the up-to-date pictures of all the projects we do here. Um, also, thanks to our other presenting sponsor, Premier Custom Trailers. Do you need a trailer, commercial or residential? Premier Custom Trailers has what you need. They work with the best manufacturers in the industry and specialize in all your trailer needs. Sales, service, parts, or rentals, they do it all. PremierCustomTrailers.com, located five minutes south of Kalamazoo and US-131 in Schoolcraft, Michigan. They put the custom in customer service. Also want to thank JT Cycle and the Dirt Bike Depot for being on board with us. Make sure to check them out. Links in the description below. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share. Uh, as Once again, we are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of the major podcast networks. We are there, so you can find us all over there. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are putting stuff up left and right here. Um, it is coming into riding season, so we're going to have a bunch of content for the riding season. Um, and make sure to listen to the new Fantasy Podcast. Um, we started this year playing on Pulp MX Fantasy. And uh, you can win prizes and things there. So make sure to go check that out. We usually put that out like the day before the race. So that is some more content coming to you here. Um, once again, 
kind of a shorter show here. Usually we do some bigger shows, but uh, Justin got caught up at work. Uh, Cole was out riding today. Um, in a, he was out of state riding today, so he couldn't make it to do the show. Um, and yeah, so luckily, like I said, got Kev on the phone, kind of broke down the race a little bit, talked about his wild race on Tuesday and what's been going on with him and his plans for the rest of the season here as we go forward. And uh, yeah, just kind of shot the shit for a little bit with him. So check it out. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you guys again soon. Here we go. All right. And now as promised, everyone, we have friend of the show, privateer hero. Uh, Can we call you a helicopter pilot now? Is that uh, is that on your <laughs> your list there, Mister Kevin? No, Rant. it is not. So How's it going, I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. I feel like we. Uh, I feel like I've been in a uh, a uh, intimate relationship with you, and we have been fighting for the last three weeks because we haven't really talked on the show at all. Um, and no. uh, <laughs> so anyway, okay, we have a lot to run over. Let's. Um, yeah. We have a lot to run over with you. Did you get a chance to watch the race last night? Yes. Okay, cool. Great. Then we'll run over some of that stuff too. Let's start oh, yeah. with your Atlanta rounds. Let's start with the good one. Let's go to Atlanta one. I know it seems like ages ago. It was really only a week ago, which is crazy to think because it feels like it was like five weeks ago. But what was Atlanta yeah. one like for you? We had rain. We had muddy conditions. I think you rode your practice in the rain. Uh, what was that like? What was it like being there with that huge track? Because we all know that track was gigantic. Just just run us through Atlanta 1, and then we'll get to your Atlanta 2. Um, biggest thing about Atlanta 1, like you said, yeah, like it was more of a Daytona-ish style track, much larger than pretty much anything we've ever raced. Um, track actually was pretty good. Woos were tough, and then, you know, we're obviously – the three days coming up to that, we were all expe- expecting a mutter. No rain, no rain, no rain. Looking amazing for the 250 guys. Um, looks amazing for the 450A. And then right at the end of 450A, it starts to rain. Or, or like middle of 450A, starts sprinkling. End of 450A, starts raining. So like all I'm thinking is, dude, I got to get out here. I got to get as fast of a lap as I can get as quick as possible. Because I knew the track was going to go to trash. You know what I mean? Yep. So, get out there, we get a good lap in, we qualify in, um, and obviously, like, so after our qualifying session, it got just absolutely destroyed the track for the C group, so, sucks for them, but, um, yeah, coming to the night show, it didn't rain at all uh, after qualifying, um, or it rained a lot, like, about 45 minutes after that qualifying session. Nah, it's okay. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a moto aftermath show if we didn't have technical difficulties. So all right. So anyway, so sorry that just cut out literally right in the middle of that. So um, you were out there. You knew you had to get going quick because it was raining and the track was going to be trash. So anyway, so you get on track <laughs> and. So uh, well, um, got in a because by the end of our qualifying session, even as the whoops were getting really tough, getting really slippery. So I pull off. Um, and then it's just downpouring pretty much for sea practice. So I knew they were pretty much screwed. Um, and then it rained for about 45 minutes after that, they canceled the second qualifying session and then sun popped out and track was actually coming around pretty decent. So for heat races, it was obviously a little squirrely, but again, I got a killer start, um, and started up front 
and then ended up just dwindling back to the point where I got passed on the last lap by Chiz, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it was through the loops. I remember so, that. I was watching. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I he, have Chiz for fantasy, yeah. but come on, Kev, get in there. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, no, no, no. Th- that's not what happened. I remember what happened. Uh, my mechanic uh, told me I had two laps left. Oh, okay. So I did one lap, and I was like, okay, this is my last lap because I didn't really look for the white flag. I saw something white, but I didn't look over. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming what ended up happening is he had the white flag just in his hand, but he wasn't waving it. Well, I didn't know that at the time. So I'm like, all right. My mechanic told me I had two laps left, and that was a lap ago. So this should be last lap. So before the finish line, on the last lap, I went inside, inside, and didn't double the first big double. Ah, okay. And Chiz, Chiz did. So I then we were pretty close over the finish line, but I beat him over the line like I was expecting. Well, that's when I noticed the white flag was then being thrown. And I'm like, son of a gun. <laughs> so... I was expecting the white flag a, a lap early, so I didn't have a very good drive. He got around me. I ended up actually getting passed by Dino, too, with like three laps or three corners to go. And then I stuffed him in the last corner and ended up being him in the heat race to take 10th just because I didn't know. I was sitting in right after he passed me with like two corners left, and he left the door wide open, and he was going wide to double. And I was on the inside already set up, so I just took his line away. But I was thinking, I was like, what are the chances – that we are in ninth and 10th right now. And somebody went down on that last lap that I didn't see. So mm-hmm. I was like, uh-uh, screw that. I'm taking his line. I'm taking that position because I'm not going to, you know, end up getting 10th when yeah. I had that position clearly there for me to take. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's actually funny. I have GoPro footage of as soon as I was kind of cutting him off, he was screaming at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so ended up taking 10th in the LCQ. So I had first gate pick for the, or yeah, 10th in the heat. So I had first gate pick for LCQ, um, and uh, yeah, just got a killer start. Started second, and ended up in third. And I was like, and I knew who's in front of me, right? I knew Davlos and Norn were in front of me, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, obviously, since I beat Dino in the uh, heat race, I was like, well, I still got Dino behind me. So I'm sitting there like I'm in third. I can afford one more position, and I figured it would be Dino. So then on the last lap, when I got stuffed and it ended up being Bowers, I was like, well, son of a bitch, Clyde, we have Dino <laughs> still behind us. Yep. So, yeah, so long story short, just kind of held it out, rode as good as I could, and uh, Starling and Dino didn't have enough time to get back up to me, so that was sweet. So we ended up making another 450 main event, and then main event went – I got another really, honestly, a killer start from the outside. And then Jason Anderson didn't hit any of those three doubles uh, <laughs> where the finish yep. line were yep. on the first lap. And I rolled every single one behind him. <laughs> and by the end of that, I was damn near last. And then, yeah, I just raced into 19th. Well, hey, in the, sh- in the show, in the main, and, you know, top 20 finish. I'll take it. Yep, absolutely. And then we get to Tuesday's race. <laughs> or that's a different story or lack thereof tuesday's race so why don't you walk us through yeah. uh, your tuesday morning there because <laughs> that that didn't that didn't seem to go well at all no so um in free practice there was a that the same section where i ended up wrecking but it was on a different uh, it was on the in between the second and third triple yep 
in free practice, um, I hit a rut and it kind of caught my leg and threw my leg off the bike. And I wish somebody had video of it, which actually, oh no, I did. No, I didn't. I don't think I had video of it. I might. Dang, I don't know. I need to check my GoPro. But long story short, my foot caught um, a deeper rut in between the two, kicked my feet off. So I was like supermaning through the air almost or like knack-knack or not, not knack-knack, but like a can-can or whatever, like where your foot comes off the other side of the bike, right? Yep. And everybody in my shoulder dislocated when that happened. So as soon as I went off the face, my left shoulder had popped out just because it tugged me a, real, a weird way, right? So everybody was really expecting me to bail. And it happened so fast, dude, that I don't remember this, but everybody's like, dude, it's wild. Like you were flailing the one through the air and you just somehow gripped the bike and rode it out. As soon as I landed, I knew my shoulder was still dislocated and then rolling up the face of the triple, it popped back in, which I've always kind of had problems with it. Just kind of rolling, it hmm. rolls in, rolls out. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, I haven't had that one like pop out like that. So, I mean, it didn't feel, I mean, it felt sore, but it wasn't, I mean, I don't know if you've ever dislocated shoulder, but it's not horrid as long as it doesn't stay out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we taped it up. And then we put a shoulder brace on and then went out for the next qualifying session, which was the actual qualifying session, not free practice. So jumped out there in second or whatever and hop into the lead rope like a, before the first lap was over. And then on the second lap, came around for that section and hit it the exact same way I hit it before. But uh, the face must have changed a little bit or I must have hit a kicker or something. And off the first triple, it just sent me nose down. So I was panic revving and I knew that something was not going to go right. And that's one thing I'm, I'm actually happy. I remember all this um, because I was in air and I was like, Kevin, you can either bail and pretty much plant your feet straight into that fourth one, like the next face. Yeah. And I was thinking like, that's never a good thing. And you probably have the bike coming in after you too. Or I was like, at that point I wasn't, Super, super nose down, which very shortly after that, I was too far gone. <laughs> but when I made my decision to try to ride it out, I thought there was a chance. And that was what I was going for because I didn't want to bail. And yeah, long story short, Kyle drove me into the fourth one. And then Kevin got a helicopter ride. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. So watching that, watching, you know, Q1 go out there and then all of a sudden I see the medical flags there and I'm like oh man somebody must have just absolutely got thrown for a curve between that second and third one because I've been watching obviously all the 250s and all the 450s up to you guys hit that second and third one and that that transition was really like sharp it was g'd out must be yeah um that's where my shoulder went away yeah. on the free practice but yeah. yeah this was just coming into it this was off the first one so i was like oh man and like i didn't really see you laying there or anything i just saw the flags and everything and they didn't know who it was at first and i was like oh man somebody got it from that third that second third one and then all of a sudden they're like kevin moran's is down i'm like shit and then they're like, yeah. well, they took him to the hospital. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Guess it's time to guess it's time to start figuring stuff out. So that yeah, was when I... Because, like, I even gave a... Because I always, 100%, like, I'm the kind of guy that as soon as I eat crap, like, I run back to the bike. Yeah. No matter what. Or I get up and I keep going. I'm never the one that, like, kind of, like, 
just walks off the the track mad or anything like that. Yeah. So as soon as it happened, obviously I knew it was a hard hit, and I immediately put my thumbs up or my thumb <laughs> up because I knew like I was more or less okay, right? Like nothing crazy. Like <laughs> I'm not dead. You know, arm broken in half or anything like that. Like nothing like crazy like that. There's no bone sticking out. Yeah, We're I, good. Just, I couldn't. I couldn't breathe, so I just kind of <laughs> oh, stayed man. there, and then they put me on the. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, so so they take you back. It could have been way worse, though. Like I am blessed. Like, good lord was looking over me. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Now, do they take you back to the Alpine Stars medical truck at that point, or do they just yeah. go? You have you, you're complaining of abdominal pain. Let's get him out of here. Nope. So they put me on the truck. They tried sitting me down, which is a photo that I have, which I I posted in a video or whatever. But like the photo of me sitting on the truck. That was right when they tried to sit me down. I couldn't breathe. I told him, I was like, I can't do this. I got to lay down. So I laid down on the little, like the stretcher board thing or whatever. They drove me over to the rig, took me in, put me on a table, hooked me up to all the, like the, I don't want to say it's an EKG or whatever, the machine that shows your heart rate and all your vitals and stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they were noticing that my oxygen was just kind of falling and falling and falling. <laughs> and it got down to a, like somewhere in the low 80s. And it's not supposed to drop below 90. Okay. So they were getting pretty concerned with that. And I was telling them I had chest pains and stuff. And then, like, they were listening to my um, my breathing with one of those little, whatchamacallit, that you put in your ears. Yeah. Um, and, like, you could hear, and I could feel it, too, when I was breathing. When I was breathing in, you could hear, like, crackling, right? So, like, they were kind of scared that maybe fluid was getting in my lungs and stuff. So okay. that's when they kind of made their call that, you know, it's an hour and a half drive to the uh, hospital in an ambulance, hmm. which I don't know how realistic that was, but that was the number they <laughs> gave me. <laughs> and Or take a helicopter ride. And, you know, obviously the first thing you hear when you take a helicopter ride, at least in my situation, because I could still kind of breathe and everything, I was like, well, that sounds expensive. <laughs> but then when, <laughs> when, that's why I was like, I even asked them, I looked at them, I was like, can I not just have like, somebody drive me? Like in a car? Yeah. And, but, but then when they told me that it was an hour and a half away, one, cause it's not like I'm on Google searching how far the nearest hospital is away. Yeah. Before I have an injury. So I didn't know. They told me an hour and a half and that scared me cause I was like, hour and a half is a long time for something to go wrong. Yep. But I think they're kind of, they should, I really wish they would have said that it was different than that because it was only like an hour drive in a normal vehicle. You have your siren on in a ambulance. It's probably a thirty-minute drive. Hmm. Interesting. You know what I mean. But yeah. long story short, I'm not complaining because I'm still sitting here talking to you, right? Yep. So they decided to fly me. So they, you know, start cutting all um or take my boots off. Uh, they cut my jersey, cut my pants, and stuff like that. They put me on the uh, little stretcher thing. Helicopter shows up and. Uh, like Josh Cartwright gave me my phone and everything like that. So I actually have some video that I'll be posting probably to the Patreon and stuff like that of like the helicopter ride and all of, I have some like behind the scenes footage stuff. <laughs> so not fun, but also funny. Um, and then, uh, yeah, got to the hospital, just ran all sorts of different scans and tests and everything on me and then walked out of there the next day. Sweet. Well, that's good, man. Yeah, I got I got real nervous when the medical flag was out there and you didn't get up, and I got even more nervous when they said you went in the helicopter, and I was like, oh shit, this isn't. Yeah, this I'm isn't sure. Good. Did they announce that on TV? Uh, yes. Well, 
I don't know if they said... Actually, they might have said that they airlifted you. I feel like they did because that was how I knew that they said they airlifted you to whatever, Atlanta hospital, whatever. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think that was... I Actually, I think that was during Race Day Live. I think it was all during Race Day Live that they said that. So um, they, yeah. were pretty, they were pretty on the ball with, with knowing what was happening with you, but then again, not having any other information... And I'm like, dude, I don't have his parents' information. I don't have like uh, what uh, Chris, who takes you to the line, I don't have his information to be like, hey, what's going on with Kev? So I finally, yeah. like, the next day, like messaged Max and was like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, oh, don't worry, Kev's gonna let everybody know soon. I'm like, okay, well that's <laughs> that's better. And then I think I saw the yeah. Uh, oh, that's what he said. Yeah, he's like, Kev's gonna let everyone know what's going on real soon. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, he must not be dead then. So that's a big positive. Yeah. And I think I saw you yeah. post like a little video in the helicopter or something. And I was like, well, he must not be like super fucked up if he's posting videos in the helicopter. So that eased it a little bit. But for a while there, I was a little nervous. Like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what to do because I. Don't uh, like I I don't know. <laughs> Just watch this happen on TV, and I don't know what to do now. It's a weird feeling. Yeah, it's one thing you know when you're just watching a race and somebody gets carted off, and you like have no idea who they really are, and you're just like ah whatever, you know. Then when it's like somebody you know, you're like uh, what do I do with my hands? Do I call someone? Yeah, who would I even exactly. call? I don't know. So how do I? So okay, I'm more questions so how so do you like call your parents and like hey i'm in the helicopter like <laughs> how does this go no, so like when josh when josh Cartwright gave me my phone because obviously i was i don't want to say i was in shock by any means but i just took one hell of a hit right yeah so when he was giving me my phone i just told him i was like well he, he originally had my phone he's like hey who can i call on your phone to let know what's going on i was like give me my phone and then i was like i'm gonna give you my mom and dad's number or my brother's number, and then my mom and dad's number. I'm going to give you everybody's number, and you call whoever you can get a hold of. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of how it happened. And they, he probably called my parents, which I don't – I didn't even ask them how that whole situation worked. <laughs> but, yeah, they were they were obviously pretty freaked out. Yeah. Yeah, well, I can imagine, you know, because it's, it's a scary oh, situation yeah. when you don't know exactly what's going on type deal. And like I said, it's yeah. it's really weird because obviously being around racing, like when you're at the local track, like your girlfriend's with you, your brother's with you, your parents, someone who knows other yeah. people that are integral to if something major happens to you are with you and they can get a hold of people. But I'm like at the pro races, yeah. I don't I don't know who's with him that <laughs> like calls people or whatever. So, uh, yeah, because it's like, well, I guess, you know, like a lot of the a lot of the older guys have like wives or whatever that are there. So, okay, cool. They, they can, you know, yeah. figure everything out, but it's like, he's a kid, man. He, 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 just, yeah, he doesn't exactly. have a girlfriend that's there. He has a wife that's there. So, um, nope. okay. So, so next question, how, how do we like, is it like health insurance that's covering this helicopter ride? Is it felt? Dude, covers? I have no idea. Okay. You just I took it and you're like, oh, whatever. Yet. Well, no, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a bill yet. Like, yes, we have insurance, but I'm honestly interested to see what this kind of bill is because I've looked it up and I've like we were all taking guesses and stuff. Like, I guarantee that helicopter ride alone is probably fifty grand. Oh yeah, easy, absolutely easy. Yeah, dude. I think the last so, time I heard about like an ambulance ride was like seven thousand bucks or some shit like that for a short one. Yeah, exactly. So, if uh, I'm just yeah, I mean, obviously, hopefully. 
we'll pay our deductible and then the insurance will cover it all. And if, it, if they don't, then yeah, we're going to have to, your boy's going to have to be grinding on Patreon big time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't laugh because it's actually funny. I just laugh because it's, it's a situation that everybody's always like, I don't know how I'm going to yeah. pay these medical expenses. So yeah, exactly. Oh man. Oh, well, part of the game though. Yeah. Yeah, it is, man. It always is. So, um, okay. So, What's the plan now here? Because obviously before we got on the phone here, you told me you were booking Salt Lake City tickets and stuff like that. So what's the uh, what's the plan here for the for this week and going so, forward here the next couple weeks? My mom and dad and my brother already had tickets to come out and watch the last East round. Okay. So not the East-West shootout, but the last actual East round. Yep. Um, and so they already had tickets. Um, the deal for... This coming weekend is I'll probably not be racing this weekend. So I went ahead and booked a flight and we're just going to go out there and kind of use it as a vacation kind of deal. And then I'm going to see if I can somehow persuade and get myself into race day live, like doing some talking on TV and whatnot. Okay. Kind of since I've been up there a little bit and kind of been talked about quite a bit. So I'm going to see what I can finagle when it comes to that that a boy and then um yeah so just go out there and enjoy it with the family and then if i'm then we'll fly back tuesday so i'm going up there thursday we'll fly back tuesday and if i'm feeling up to it at that point if i really want to go out and race the east west shootout um i can drive up there and represent but realistically um i'm not gonna say that's not gonna happen but it's probably just smarter just to wait till outdoors make sure we're healed up you know what i mean yep so realistically what you're saying is you're bringing your bike over to travis's place here so we can get that thing looking prime for outdoor season is that what i'm hearing we ought to dude you know what we should do if you're not racing that last round you should come up here we should do your bike shit and then we should do a show to wrap the season in studio that's what we should do that would be pretty lit. We could make some shit happen there if you're not if you're not racing, because then that way, like I said, we get the bike going, we can do an in studio show. That would be cool. I'd be about that. Okay, well, let's see how you feel here <laughs> the next week, and let's figure this out. Because if we're gonna do it, we can make we can make some shit happen. So, alrighty, sweet. Um, yeah, because I don't know. I'm looking at uh, um, right now. I'm looking. I just called my local dealership to see if they have any 450s available, and I'm thinking that. I might pull the plug on getting a new 450 to make that a race bike. And then I think we might end up doing 450 and outdoors. That a boy. Hell yeah. I'll dude, trust me. I'll clean the shop out. I got the track ready out here. Just finished that up today. Cause the kids bike's supposed to be done within the next week here. So like we're ready, we're ready to roll all the tracks around here. Opening up, man. Like we're ready. Rock and roll. Hell yeah. Bring, bring the practice bike. We'll go ride. We'll be here for a couple days. We'll go ride. We'll get your bike done. It'll be, it'll be awesome. Yeah. We'll do this shit. So, Oh man, good. that's a good plan there. God, I'm good at this stuff sometimes. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Do you have, uh, you got some more time so we can talk about the race or you got something you got to do? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, that's why it took so long to, to get everything done before. <laughs> All right, sweet. So, um, let's go back a few days here to the day you crashed. Cause I'm sure you've seen this. Let's talk about the McAdoo situation from a racer's perspective on Tuesday. 
So McAdoo goes out, obviously, just torpedoes himself, much like you did, however, into a much bigger, much bigger face, and then just flips himself all around, and we all think he's dead. Uh, And then next thing we know, we hear a hot mic uh, during the commercial break on the app, and him begging, like, no, I'm good. I'm going to go ride. Like, I'm fine. So... From a racer's perspective, because we've all argued about this all week, should he have raced? Should he not have raced? Is the medical exam really that good type deal? Whatever. Um, what do you think from a racer's perspective? From like what he was going through or what he was thinking or what? No. I mean, we all know he's thinking championship. He's thinking you know, I got, I mean, I guess that's the biggest thing on his mind is championship. Like if I don't race this, I'm out of this title fight altogether. Um, I want to know from like a, like another racer. Cause obviously you race the 250 class also. And then even in the 450, it's not like something like this could not happen. Um, you're out there, you see some dude torpedo himself. They throw a red flag for him and then you see him on the gate. Like, is, is that okay in your mind? Is that not okay in your mind? Is I mean, I think you want my honest opinion. Yeah, yes, I would. <laughs> I think I think Cameron McAdoo is a damn warrior. Okay, <laughs> that I thought that was so impressive. From like a doctor's point of view, kid's an idiot. <laughs> he should have just sat out. He was clearly messed up a little bit. Like, yes, he was claiming they remembered everything but you know you you just took a good slam and it looked like you were ko'd when you landed not gonna lie yeah so from that point of view probably should have just sat it out from a racer's point of view and him being in a championship position 100 percent, you can't take you cannot get off of that track you have to get back on that track yep because as soon as you get off that track and you say oh i'll just come back at him next weekend championship homes are right out the door yep which now they are kind of anyway but yeah, well, that was just Marshbanks really just wanted to say "f you" to Mitch. Pretty much is what I took that as. Yeah, and you know, you want you want to know why you'll never ride a factory bike again? That right there, it's son. Stuff like that. That's exactly why yeah. you won't ride a factory bike again. So, yeah, because that was just a completely uncalled. I mean, dude, you watched that, and he was not going for anything but McAdoo's front wheel. It's like number dude, one. He's, there's no way, like. You you take McAdoo and just you know freaking cast a spell on him something make him him dis- make him disappear. Marsh Banks is off the backside of that berm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He had dude. He had no intentions of making that turn, none whatsoever. No. And the best part is, is I'm just like, dude, you're not even fighting for a position that matters. So what the like? You literally are just trying to slap Mitch in the face that hard, and you think this is gonna go well for you in this little itty bitty industry we're in? Stupid. Yeah. Fucking stupid. Now that brings up another point. So you have McAdoo slams the other day. He then in practice slams himself again. I mean, dude. Yeah. Fucking Gumby here. That's why I'm saying, dude. It's it then. Um, br- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, homie's a warrior. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, hits the ground like you said. Hit the ground nine times, get up ten. Like, literally, he has done that. Yeah, but I mean, you got to start looking at it almost from a moral standpoint of like as. Okay, 
from a moral standpoint. He wrecked because he's not capable of being yeah. uh, where he needs to be. Yeah, like, He wrecked because he's tired and he's fatigued and he's hurting. Yeah, and and this is where I get into the moral standpoint so, yeah. of the owner, okay? Which, again, we all yeah. like Mitch, okay? Mitch is a great guy, but, dude, what, you got to know when to pull him, okay? There's no reason McAdoo should have rode last night. When he took that slam in practice there off that triple, Mitch should have been like, dude, you're done. Like, you fucking about died on Tuesday. I mean, fuck, you go all the way back to last Saturday. We're in the in the qualifier or in the uh, in the heat race. He's battling Hunter Lawrence there and then goes completely sideways on the top of the fucking tunnel and then falls off the tunnel. Yeah. Then you go to Tuesday, yeah. and he fucking torpedoes himself. Then you go to Saturday again, and he's trying to do this quad. He can't keep himself over the bike where he needs to when he cases it, and he just, boom, catapults himself off the triple. Like, at that point, yeah. as an owner, you need to look at him and be like, look, dude, you have a contract for next year. You're good. You're going home. Just, you're you're done. Because, I mean, then... Then you look at it. Yeah, did he make it through that race last night? Yeah, but how many times did he go down in that race? He went down in the whoops the first time. He was he did something there, and apparently that's what caused. Blo- oh, he went down um, in that one triple. Section. You might not like this. You might not like this, but I would have to say <laughs> that even if Mitch, this is like this is the way I believe. And I feel like McAdoo's kind of came up a little bit the way I have, like, you know, looked over for a long time and then working his ass off to get his opportunity, right? Yep. Probably won't like this, but I would have to say, even if Mitch told him that you're not racing, he would probably look at him and be like, I'm racing. You know what I mean? Like, if I was in that position and if I'm hurting, I wouldn't give a rat's ass because he's, like, probably worked harder than any other kid that's been on that team. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. hundred percent. It sucks because health wise, he shouldn't be out there, but like pure, just grit and like want and hunger. That's like, I mean, I don't want to say, obviously I have that because I'm not in a championship position, Yep. but I'd love to believe that I do. You know what I mean? That's kind of the way I would imagine myself. And yeah, I don't know, dude, that's just, it's wild, but no. yeah, I don't know, dude. See, and I don't, I don't, okay, I don't disagree with you to that extent. And when I was your guys' age, same thing. Oh, my leg's broken in three places? Well, why don't we just wrap it up and I'll go ahead and go ride? Like, that sounds like a good idea, you know? But like I said, that's where it comes down to the experience and knowledge of someone older who owns the team literally saying, you're not riding my bike. I I fear for the health of you. And like we said, and like I keep saying, it then caused more issues in the main. You have him go down in that first one, and then apparently whatever happened there where he went down, we didn't really see it. Then Blos, like, pile drove himself into the ground or something, and I guess he's okay, uh, but his team owner is real mad, like big mad. At who? Um, I don't think he's mad at McAdoo. Uh, but he's very upset at the powers that be that allowed him to ride the other night and then like yesterday with that slam too. He uh there's a there's a big post on the AJE 
Instagram of of him saying that you know a certain rider shouldn't have been out there caught, couldn't ride because he was so injured he couldn't hold the bike properly and then caused uh, another accident which thankfully our riders okay but it was very touch and go for a while which i don't even know exactly what happened to blows last night like i have zero idea you couldn't see it on the replay all i saw was like mcadoo going down and kelly running him over and i guess blows like ran over his back and ripped his jersey but i have no idea what happened to blows after that um and i mean and then you run into the march banks teeing him up we know what his yeah do you do you know what happened to Blows? Like, what is there? Do we know what his injuries are? I have no idea. Um, I saw a thing on his story uh, or somebody's story. His wife had sent a message that like he's conscious. Um, he can feel everything. Um, I don't remember. He said he can feel everything. It he, was that gnarly. Yeah, yeah. It was. Oh my goodness! If from my understanding, it was pretty bad. I I don't know if he like pile drove himself neck first into something after he ran over McAdoo or what, but yeah, that like I said, and the team owner's really not happy about the fact that McAdoo went down so many fucking times that hard and was still able to race even though he couldn't really hold on. Which even me not knowing technique great, watching McAdoo ride last night, I'm like, dude, he like watching him ride in practice. I'm like, he cannot hold the bike. Like, his legs no. could not squeeze that bike. They couldn't squeeze the bike the other night after he Apollo drove himself into the tunnel. And then you get three yeah. days later, and it's worse. And then he, tore, he you know, catapults himself. And it, it I, I'm like, watch it. I'm like, dude, he's barely holding on. Like, you blow a stiff breeze yeah. at him at this point, and he's going to fall off that bike. So, I don't know. It's wild, but that title is now over. Cooper has that well in hand now after last night's fiasco and then i mean hunter lawrence didn't have anything for luck last night i actually thought hunter lawrence was going to win that race because he looked phenomenal all day absolutely yeah phenomenal. i honestly was expecting him to win too i was calling it all day i'm like hunter's gonna win everybody watch yeah um so question for you they put in a giant yeah. set of whoops there. It was like 18, and then I think they cut it down to like 16. Probably Roger said something. Dude, you know. when when <laughs> Roxon and Webb, when Roxon and Webb can't even get through them, I was slightly happy I was not racing. My thing is, you're gonna put a big ass set of whoops like that in. Why do you not like put a bowl burn before it? Instead, you have this flat ass, wide open corner. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Like you need a bull berm so you can carry some speed to get going for 18 whoops. That's twice as long as normal. Yeah. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was gnarly. It definitely claimed people. So, uh, okay, here's a question for you. We have this gigantic track, okay, for three races. Yeah. Twice as long, you know, they keep going on and on and on. In your opinion on any of them, was there really anywhere to pass that was great? Not really, man. Okay, thank you, thank you. Especially I, with the uh, the the slight turning snake being back and forth. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. not, like I'm not talking turns. I'm just talking like the slight snaking back and forth where everybody's just going from inside to inside to inside. Yep. Is everybody's taking the same line, dude? Yep. Okay, cool. Cause... The rhythms were nice like that big rhythm after for instance like after the uh the gnarly whoop section 
what is this? This isn't last night, was it? Yeah, this is last night. Yeah. Um, the the rhythm after that, like that was you could separate in that. You could go. I think they're going three on off like triple table over two singly inside or something like that. Yeah. Like if you didn't get that line, you'd lose some time. But everywhere else, you know, like let's even talk about after that. You're turning. You're going double turn. Okay, wall. Everybody's pretty much going wide, going three three double. And then everybody like that's like such a fast. You're coming in so fast, and like you're taking the same line unless you want to march bank somebody. Mm-hmm. And then the whole section kind of after that is that zigzagging section where you're just taking the same line. And then you hit the finish line. You turn. You have that two two turn two two. Like that was kind of interesting, but it was either you're taking that inside rut or you're going wide to go two two through the sand. You can make up some some time if you're just kind of gnarly mm-hmm. and then through those loops, you can obviously make up some time. And then after that, like it becomes one line, like you go over the, uh, the tabletop, go by the mechanics area, the little snake section where you're going inside, inside. Like it was pretty tough to pass. I feel like okay. I wasn't there racing it, but that's just my, that's my thoughts. Well, the, let's, let's go back to one and two, the ones you were there. Did you feel like there was a lot yeah. of good passing spots in either of those or? No, not really. Okay. I'm trying to think of, um, I mean, dude, when you have three tracks that are all similar, like it's tough to kind of remember which one's which. Yeah. But like the two and three were pretty much identical, like yep. pretty close. Um, and no, because the whoops were obviously a separator, but then the rhythm section, I don't know, man, I would have to <laughs> say no, because I, I like, I like the normal supercross you know, where you have tight 180 bull turns, you have 90s and everything. The whole, as soon as you bring Supercross into a zigzaggy outdoor style, yeah, yeah, it can play into some riders' favor, like if they're gnarly with just sending it. Yep. But setting somebody up is so much harder when you have, you always funnel back in to a one-line snaking section. All the work you do that whole lap can go away in that, that section every single time. Yep. Yep. Because, well, watching it on TV um, and obviously not being there, I didn't get to see everything. Uh, but it, to me, I, I, thinking back after one and two, I'm like, man, you know, we didn't really see passing. Were the races exciting? Yes. Why were the races exciting? Because you had this gnarly stuff happen. You had the McAdoo crash. You had lots of different crashes all over the place with people. And, like, that created issues but as far as like actually dude setting other guys up and passing them in this corner or that corner like you just didn't see it um and then like yeah. last night you had like that long whoop section and like that was pretty much the section that defined everything because it was either you made it through or you didn't make it through i mean there must have been 10 guys yesterday that crashed in those whoops in the it just in the night yeah. show that's not in practice so yeah yeah, it was, it was, they uh, looked brutal. yeah, it was gnarly, but like I said, I don't feel like even though it was bigger, I don't necessarily think it was better than some of these other rounds we've had where the tracks have really lent themselves to, uh, some good racing like Arlington and things like that. Um, okay. Moving to, is there anything else you saw in two fifties last night that really caught your eye? As interesting. No, just the McAdoo. I was going to say. Just the McAdoo situation. The McAdoo situation. Oh, 
I guess one other thing. Can we talk about Thrasher winning two LCQs and then winning the main both times? Like, what the fuck's up with that? Dude, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I have no words for that. Watching, no that, words for watching that. that last night, I'm like, is this kid really going to do this again? Like, he's going to win the LCQ and then go on and win the main. Like, really? I don't know. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Just wild. Just wild. I mean, the West Coast has been good, though. We've had... Uh, God, what did they have on there? There was five or six different people that have went, that have won races now. I think. Let's see. You got McAdoo. Cooper, yeah, I don't know. McAdoo, Cooper, Thrasher, Ma- Hammaker. Um. Uh. Shoot. Who else? Oh, Hunter Lawrence. Lawrence. Um, yeah. Is that it? Okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. So five guys. That's not bad. Five winners in nine races, basically. So that's all right. That's. It's good average. So, um, yeah. okay. Four fifties. Uh, once again here, man, I thought we were going to get lucky and things were going to tighten up. Can I just say, okay, let me just, let me just rant here for just a second. I am so uh-huh. frustrated with Kenny. So frustrated. Oh, dude, I know. Like, bro, do something. Do something. I, I don't know, care man. if you ride beside him going into the corner. And, like, jump uh-huh. off your bike and tackle him. Fucking do something. Uh-huh. Act like you want to win this title. Yeah, dude. Bro, last night was so sad that I wanted to, like, punch a wall. And, like, it has no bearing on me. But I'm like, bro, you yeah. crashed in the whoops. You had a 12-second lead. You got... You all right over there? Yep, yep, we're good. <laughs> okay, all right. Um. Anyway... You crash in the you crash in the whoops. You had a twelve second lead. You get up. You still have a six second lead. That crash wasn't that bad. Might have bent your bars a little bit. You're fine. Then you literally just lose six seconds over the course of the next like three fucking laps. And then when he gets to you, all you do is go to the outside, see it's him, and stop. What the fuck are you doing? I don't understand. Yeah, man. Like I just I just don't get it. Would you ever do that? No. I I wanted him to like somehow retaliate. Yeah. But it did make it it did make it exciting when Cooper made that last mistake on that last lap. And I was like, "Come on, Kenny, just send it into him somehow." Oh my god. I know. I was like, "Dude, like I really thought when Coop made that mistake, I was like, oh, no way. He's going to beat him down this, sprinting down this long-ass straightaway. And then, of course, that didn't happen. But, man, dude, just like I cannot believe how much Kenny, it doesn't feel like he wants this. Like he has had so many opportunities to do anything. You don't even have to hit the guy. Just take him high. Like, bro, you, you went to the outside, okay? Maybe you didn't know he was right there, which, again, I don't know how you don't know he's right there. And then you see it and you just stop and you just let him go. Like, bro, just pivot and drive to the outer edge of the pull of March Banks. Just drive to the other edge of that corner, man. Straight line. Just be like, oh, uh-huh. sorry, my bad. Like, do something, anything. I'm begging you. But nope, he didn't. Webb's got 16 on him now. And I mean, do you see any? I mean, barring Webb having just a complete meltdown or bike failure. I don't see yeah. any way he loses this. Nope. This How is... wild would it be if, like, say, 
Say Webb doesn't make the main. Say Roxon gets second in the first main. So then they're separated by like two points. That is my dream scenario going into the final round. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. That's not going to happen though. <laughs> yeah, no. But that would be that would be awesome. But I mean, dude, anything could happen. I mean, look at look at that uh, look at that Atlanta one. Like you said, Dino didn't make the main, so. Mm-hmm wilder things have happened i mean webb could go down he could bend the bike up he could have a major problem or you know even even atlanta 2 style atlanta 2 webb looked like complete mm-hmm. crap you know and last night he did not look good until about the last four laps of that main and then he started turning yeah. on like at one point i was like dude bam bam and tomac are gonna get him he's gonna get fourth we're gonna be down to like two points with two rounds to go this is gonna be awesome yeah and then and then just oh, nothing. That'd be sick. And then just nothing. Yeah. And just let him go by like, you know, you're at the practice track just trying to turn heaters in between people. <sighs> yeah. What a waste. What a waste. Um outside of that in the 450 class, man, there really there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, you have Webb wins, Kenny second, Eli's third. Um Eli How do we feel about Tomac? Tomac won a Supercross title. Tomac's got three outdoor titles. Tomac's got fucking $20 million in the bank and is probably lucky if he spends $10,000 a year living in the goddamn woods in the mountains. Tomac just signed a new two-year deal to uh, to probably make another $5 bucks before he retires. He's good. He doesn't care. If he's fast... Yeah, I think he's... Yeah, I think he's just going for race wins and longevity of his little bit of his yep. career, but he's accomplished everything he's wanted to do. Yep. I think at this point, he's like, if it's there and I can win it, cool. Outside now he's just of that, having fun with it. Yep. Yep. He does He does not care. Like, I don't see him winning a title again before he retires. I see him being a more fun-loving uh, uh, racer now at this point because all the pressure's off. He's going to collect that paycheck, and then two years from now, he's probably going to sail off into the sunset, and we'll never hear from him again. You'll find him like 20 years from now in the mountains of Colorado with a beard that goes down to his knees and 18 kids in a cabin with his wife, and yeah, that'll be it, man. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. There we are. That's all that'll happen. Definitely. um, Let's see. Anything else? Man, dude, the 450 was really uneventful last night outside of the Webb and Kenny thing because I can't yeah. really think of anything else. Let me, Kenny, that crash that he had in the whoops, you could not get any luckier to crash in the whoops than what Kenny did. Like, yeah, for that real. was smooth dismount to just going, oh shit, that yeah. almost happened. So, yeah, man, we have, oh, can we talk about, do you know Rod Bell? Do you know him at all? Um, no, I don't really know him. I know of him, obviously, but, uh, what did, what him reckoning the LCQ? Yeah. Like I really thought he was going to finally make a main. I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be awesome. Except for the fact it was going to really, what, fuck has my he not fantasy. made one? I don't think he's made a main. I don't think Rob Bell's ever made a main. I don't think main. he has either. He's only, dude, he's only Are you serious. He's only 20 years old. No way. Yeah. Like he's younger than you, man. 
I don't think because I don't think he's raced any two fifties. I think he just raced four. He's raced four fifty outdoors, and maybe he did before, but I don't know because he didn't really come on mm-hmm. my radar until last year when he was crushing it outdoors in four fifties. And then yeah, and then Supercross wise, it has not gone well for him. So he uh, yeah he he, def- he usually sends it outdoors. Oh yeah, like outdoors, he's sick. Like he's he's pretty good because he was getting was he getting top tens last year? I thought in motos, I thought he was. Ah, uh, maybe. I think he was because he could do because we saw him because of that, and then he always was throwing on the uh, on the site laps or the parade laps, whatever for the for the motos last year. He was always throwing like sick whips over Larocco's and stuff. So oh, that's sick. Oh yeah. Like he was, he was like one of the last dudes to come around and he would just throw like sick oppos and, and big nasty whips on, on Larocco's. So yeah. So hopefully he, uh, hopefully he makes one here, but who knows? Um, uh, let's see. Plessinger had a pretty decent night again, minor issues, yep. you know, in just small, stupid mistakes on his part. But, man, he's picked it up a lot. I think – I I don't know if he's going to get one before the end of the year here. Uh, but he, – No, I don't think he will, but he's he's on the right move. Dude. Yeah. Did you hear that uh, – you hear he's got a deal on the table from KTM? <gasps> no way. Yeah. Are they – what are they, pulling the plug on Moosman? I don't know if they're pulling the plug on him or if they're going to three next year. I think Marv's retired oh, anyway. Wow. I heard that Marv wanted out before this year anyway. Like, he didn't want to ride this year, and they told him, now nah, you got to ride. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know if Marv is going to ride another year or not. I've I've heard through the grapevine multiple ways that, that, uh, that they're going to run three, whether Marv's there or not. But, yeah, but I heard he's got an offer from KTM, and I don't think he should take it at all. Yeah, I don't know. I think that Star Racing Yamaha suits him pretty well. Yeah, well, they give him a bunch of freedom there. That's the only. That's the only bike I would say not to get. Like it's either KTM or Yamaha. Well, yeah, four fifty wise. I don't know about. I don't know about that. I don't know about the Yamaha, but. The, so the Red Bull KTM team, you can't beat the team as far as the resources and stuff, but they're gonna tie him down and try to tame him and you cannot tame that man <laughs> if you do that is true like i don't want Aaron ap to lose ap you know what i mean like just his personality and everything well what ends up happening is the same stuff that you had happen to him the last couple of years okay you saw how the last couple of years went not great why did the last couple of years go not great because factory yamaha was trying to tie that man down and not let him have any freedom or fun and then you yeah. get back to Star Yamaha, and they understand how Aaron works, and they're like, okay, cool, man, go have your freedom and fun. And so he goes and has his freedom and fun, and look at this. Now we're battling for wins. We're battling for heat race wins. Like, we're up there. We're podium, We're getting podiums. Like, we're in it. Like, we're really in it. So, yeah. So I think um, the KTM deal is awesome, and I think you should – Oh, God, hold on. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think he should use it to his full advantage to um, to try and uh, get more money out of Yamaha. But I don't think he should go there. Yeah. He's not going to do well. Alden can't juice him up and make him better, okay? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, dude, Chase Sexton's been fast too. Like, have you noticed? Yeah, for real. Like, though. we all know he was fast, but then he gets two seconds in a row, and I don't know where he finished last night. I can't remember. Um, but he has been really, really. He is one that would not surprise me in the next two weeks to see him pull a win out of his ass here because he's been knocking on the door for that. Oh yeah, for sure. So, did you? Uh, well, I guess you didn't. You never went and did that school with AJ, huh? No, I was really looking forward to it, though. Him and AP. Me too. Me too. That would have been awesome. I want to know what those schools are like. I, w- I mean, I watch his videos, but you never really know. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> by the way, great job on that podcast. I know I told you already, but great job on that podcast. Everyone go check out Behind Thank the you. Gate. I appreciate it. With, uh, with Kevin Morans and AJ Catanzaro there. And, uh, yeah, check that out. Kev did a great job. There's some very interesting subjects they touch on there. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good one. Go listen to it. I listen to the whole thing and I talk to Kev all the time. So, uh, um, oh, yeah, there you go. <clears throat> yo, bro, you should, you should tell him to, uh, to DM me back though. All right. You should be like, bro. Oh, who AJ? Yeah. My boy's got a podcast. He DM'd you like months ago. You never hit him back. He's sad. He would really like to talk to you. <laughs> So yeah, I'll hit him up. Um, outside of that, I don't think I have anything else, man. Short show this week because we didn't have all the other lunatics on here that blow smoke up my ass about how good things are. Justin wants everyone to know that Cooper Webb is the man. I told Justin he can go fuck himself. So that's a thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess we're onward, bro. Enjoy your uh, enjoy your time in Salt Lake there with the fam. Let's. Uh, I appreciate that. We'll get this figured out here. If you're not doing the last race, hopefully you feel good enough to go do the shootout. But if not, we'll get this figured out of getting you up here to uh, get some get some bike uh, get some the bike looking fresh for outdoors. Yeah, definitely fresh. So, all right. Looking forward to it, my man. Oh yeah, cool. Well, man, we will talk. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on and helping me kind of talk about this here because otherwise I'd have been sitting here talking to myself and that's never a good time. So yeah, no, it's all good, my man. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks buddy. We'll talk soon. And thanks everyone for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Moto Aftermath show episode 165. Check out all the sponsors links in the description below and we will talk to everyone soon.